After years of living on cookies and caffeine, losing and gaining the same weight over and over again, and living my life from the sidelines, I changed my perspective and my actions and now live my life in the driver's seat. I'm Trish Ryan, a certified health and life coach with the mission to help people develop a positive relationship with food so they can live their best life on their terms. Each week, I turn diet culture and weight loss upside down. Together, we'll throw out old beliefs and I'll teach you how to think differently so you can drop the guilt and negative self-talk, release the weight, and live the life you crave. Are you hungry for health? If so, let's go. You are listening to the Hunger for Health podcast with certified health and life coach Trish Ryan. You are listening to episode 30, Treating Your Time Like Gold. Hello, my friends. I want to talk a little bit today about time and trust. I was creating my schedule for the week and a lot of things came up for me. It was around the idea of what you say you're going to do and actually doing it. So I started asking myself some questions. The first one was, how well do you respect your time? In my membership program, I talk about boundaries as it applies to time. And I've talked about being on time a lot, and I've talked about planning your time a lot. A lot of people think, Trish, your career is around helping people develop a positive relationship with food and experiencing your health journey in a whole new way. So what does time management have to do with all of this? And it actually relates. So just keep listening because it's one of the first steps in trusting yourself and honoring your words and actions that you say. This is just a small digression. Gretchen Rubin has a book called The Four Tendencies. And the tendency that most people identify with is the obliger. And an obliger is someone who honors the commitments they make to other people, but has a hard time honoring the commitment they make to themselves. So they find that it's easy to meet external expectations, but find it way more difficult to meet internal expectations. And you can see how this can apply to achieving your own goals when your tendency is to put other people first. When we learn to love, trust, and honor, and respect ourselves more, we in turn make the commitment to follow through with our goals. So I'm going to cover the topic of time and trust in a more general way today. And then you can relate it to yourself in that general term, but then also take it down to any goal that you're having, but specifically your health goals, okay? So I want to take the time and start with time as an opportunity to build trust with yourself. Now, think about this when I say this quote. We are all equal because we all have the same 24 hours in one day. Now, I get that we don't have equal situations, but we all have equal time. And when I think about it in that way, I realize that time is the most precious asset that we have because nobody can get more of it. We all have a limited amount of time. And this is why it's important that people focus so much on their health and taking care of their health and taking care of themselves. We do that so that we can have more time. So when I think about time being our most precious asset, I think of it like treating it like gold. 
And when I do this, I think about how I used to be very sloppy with my time. And it's, I'm still a work in progress over this. But over the last two years, I've worked hard at creating the habit of organizing my time better. And because when my time is not disciplined, I'm wasting my gold. I'm throwing it away. And so for many of us, that's how we treat our 24 hours. We treat our 24 hours as sloppy, as if it doesn't matter. So if each hour you had was a pound of gold, would you treat your time differently? One of the ways you can do that is by planning your time to do the things that you most want to do on this planet while you're here. And that begs you to go back to your list of all the things you want to accomplish in your lifetime and make a plan to accomplish them. Um, a lot of times in my Crave membership program, one of the things is that we do is that we create our goals and we start them from doing our big list, our, you know, what do you want to accomplish in this lifetime? And then we drill them down to the ones that we find are really, really important, the things that we must do. And when we think about that, we have to fit them in. We have to honor our time. So as we know, if we want to accomplish a big goal, we have to break it down into smaller chunks and we can think about it in 24 hours. And if we think about it, we drill it down that 24 hour time period, we're going to make stuff happen. Um, my husband, and I do love him dearly. He used to drive me crazy because he is always punctual and He's great because when we're going to a restaurant or to an event or we have a meeting, he has a countdown almost and he backs into the time that we need to be ready by, you know, if we need to be ready by this because we're going to leave, we have to park and that will all allow us to get to, to the appointment or to the restaurant or to the event on time. And at first it used to bother me, but then I got really curious as to why he does that and he's respecting himself, the restaurant in this example, the server. He's, he's respecting everyone and respecting everyone's time. And now I appreciate it so much more. And even as I was writing this podcast, um, we had dinner plans and he interrupts me and he says, okay, we have dinner reservations at 7.15. We should start to, we should leave here by, you know, 6.55. So we should that gives us about 10 minutes to get ready. And I appreciated that because I finished the extra two sentences that I had in my head and I was able to stop to get ready to then respect everyone's time. So my question to you is, do you make sure to arrive at an appointment to a meeting or to the start of class? And do you make sure to arrive on time? And if you don't, I want to ask you to question yourself, why? Why don't you do that? And how do you think that affects the treatment of your time and the treatment of other people's time, which is our most valuable and precious asset? So now that I took the time to think about my husband's actions in a different way, I work to do the same. Um, and I really work to be on time for meetings, for appointments, classes, and to be on time for myself. Because being on time creates the experience of trust. It says to everyone, including yourself, that you can rely on you. You do what you say you're going to do. You just don't say it. You just don't say you're going to do something. You actually do it. And your word means something because you're following it up with your actions. Now, you can apply that to time, but I think it actually affects every part 
of that relationship. When making friends or dealing with colleagues, one of the important relationship qualities that you can develop with your peers is trust. And one of the ways that you can build trust, I think the fastest way to do that is the consistency of your word and your actions together. You do what you say you're going to do. So I've been having a lot of questioning about what does it mean? You know, a lot of times people think, oh, let's just be easygoing with someone. And what does that mean when I'm giving these examples of being a little bit more strict and more precise? And I think there's a beautifulness to an easygoing effect, right? It lets someone off the hook. They don't have to feel bad about being late. You know, life is more flowing. It's more easygoing. You know, you kind of think about Jamaican, like, hey, Jamaican man, whatever happens, let's just go with the flow. But you never really have any certainty or trust. You don't know if someone's going to show up or not. Like, what does it really mean if I say I'm coming over at five and I'm on quote unquote Jamaica time? Am I going to show up at five? Am I going to show up at six? Am I going to show up at seven? You know, and that the case. And if I and if I'm going to show up between five and six, I should just say that, so that I do have this time frame, and then I can manage my time around that. So you kind of question: Is it a good thing or is it a negative thing to be that precise and structured with your time? And I've come to the conclusion that it's the most loving thing that I can do for myself and for other people is to create a sense of certainty, to create that sense of commitment of doing what we say we're going to do when we're going to do it. And I think that's what makes life easygoing is that I can trust them and they can trust me. And when you have that level of trust, you can relax. You don't have to worry. Are they going to be here? Are they going to show up? Are they not going to show up? Are they going to be late? Are they even going to acknowledge that they're late? Like, they know what's going to happen. And if you know me and I'm going to be five minutes late, you know that you're going to get a text or a phone call from me to say that. Um, you know you have friends that are always on time. And they're respecting your time. And they're also respecting their own time. So notice those friends possibly are the ones, what friends bring that out in you? I know that if I'm going to meet my friend, Leslie, I know she's going to be on time. And so I'm for sure going to be on time, if not even a little bit early, because I don't want her waiting for me. And it's not a good use of her time. And I want to respect her time. And she's taught me that in so many ways to treat her with consistency and being true to her and her word. And so it goes both ways. And so I'm learning that from my husband. I'm learning that from my friend, Leslie, and I'm applying it to myself. And I like that and appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that I can honor and respect other people. And in fact, then I get that back to myself. But most importantly, I'm honoring and respecting myself. And I feel so darn good about that when I make a plan <clears throat> and I follow through with it on a day-to-day -day basis. So I want you to consider if time is your most valuable asset and it's other people's most valuable asset, how do you treat it? How do you treat their gold? How do you treat your gold? And how do you treat your most valuable asset? I want to suggest that honoring your calendar and honoring your time 
it's easy and it's easier than not doing it because you just do what you say you're going to do. And then you follow your schedule most of the time. I get it. Like, you know, life's not perfect. Sometimes we're not going to allow for enough traffic and sometimes you're going to get maybe your time zones messed up. That's not a problem. I'm not talking to be, you know, strict, strict, rigid, but when you're not following your time and your schedule, you know, more than 80, 85% of the time, then you have to question, why am I not being precise with my most valuable asset? And how does that affect the goals I want to achieve? When I think about people who I respect and look up to, when I look at my mentors, I look at their lives and I say, they have the same 24 hours in every single day that I do. But when it comes down to it, are they treating their time more valuable than I'm treating my time? And most often the treating is us. When we are questioning what is worth our time or what our perception of what a good use of time is, you should ask yourself, if I have 24 pounds of gold, how do I want to spend them? If I had 24 hours, the most valuable asset, it's way more important than money or gold, but how do I want to allocate that time? And how do I want to honor that time? And how do I want to create trust with that time that I have? And when I think about it in this way, it helps me to say no to things because I want to respect and honor my time. And planning your week, your day with your prefrontal cortex, which is making decisions ahead of time with your highest level of brain and honoring those plans is key to achieving any goal in your life. You can't let your primitive brain run your life and get the highest level of success possible. It doesn't work that way. We want to plan with our, with our prefrontal cortex and our primal brain is going to have a fit with it. And it's going to try to pull us back in the cave and say, no, let's just stay here. Let's relax. But when we respect our time, we're going to do it over and over again anyway. And that's how we create the life we want. And how you create the life you want is directly related to how you treat the highest asset in your life, which is the time that we have on this planet. So what do you want to spend your time doing? How do you want to treat your time? I'm simply asking you to reflect and answer that question. We dive deeper into this in my Crave membership program. So if you're not a member, consider joining. We talk about time management. We talk about your mind, your health journey, ways to get to your goals. We talk about self-love. We talk about not being on a diet and not restricting ourselves in ways like that. We talk about all the things that help you be the person you want to be so that you can live the life you crave. So again, consider joining. Hop on the web website, www.corehealthcoach.com slash crave. Learn all about it and join today. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you soon. Who is your health or life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I'm creating a virtual coaching program that I want to invite you to join me in. We will address challenges, we'll work on goals, and we will get results in so many different ways. I'll have programs, workshops, and courses that I've created just for you. When you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast and up-level it, then send me an email at trish at corehealthcoach.com, subject line, I'm all in and be a founding member of the program when it launches.